Welcome back, everybody, to the choir room for the last, last but not least of the characters on Glee that we are going to analyze, talk through, get to the songs, do it all. Yes, that is right. It is time. We have had a long, long road to get here, but we have arrived at our final character study, and it is, it is, of course, for Santana Lopez. I could not be more excited to be here and to be finally getting into this. Of course, I am Matt alongside my co-host, Aman. Aman, how are you? We did it, baby, all the way to the last character. Um, over the course of the past few months, we've talked a lot about this character, but now we get to spend all of our time talking about this character. There are so many times where I had to stop myself from delving too deep because I was like, we got to wait for her podcast. And now I'm hoping that I remember all of those times when I wanted to delve deep because <laughs> I don't want to like forget to say anything now. This is the last time that we'll get a chance to do this. Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't have to be so dramatic. If we really wanted to keep talking, we could talk forever. But we can never talk about Santana Lopez ever again uh, after again. these podcasts are up. Um, yes, uh, I believe we're going to do this in four parts, I think, is what, what the current plan is, unless anything changes along the way. But uh, sounds like we're going to do this in four parts, which means today we're going to kick things off with part one, of course, uh, covering seasons one and two. Considering season one, you know, there's some stuff to talk about, not a ton. Uh, and then we'll get into uh, of the 41 Santana Lopez solos or duets. Uh, we're going to get into the first fourth of them, the first quarter. Uh, so about 11 songs that we will talk about today and uh, just get started with it all. Again, I'm so excited to finally be here talking about Santana. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm glad that we waited, uh, given everything that happened last year, which we're all still recovering from. Um, I think that it was the, the perfect choice to end on this character, the one that was so important to a lot of people and still is to this day and remains uh, on the tip of everyone's tongue right now. You know, I kind of rue the day that things sort of fade into memory. So at least we'll always have this podcast to sort of be a part of the mega fandom that will keep her, and when I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying Santana and Naya Rivera alive. So I'm excited to talk about, talk about her. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. Yay. Santana. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's so much fun. He loses his uh, footing in his room. <laughs> Yes, um, of course. Yeah, like you, like you mentioned, I mean, we got to uh, address just uh, the the like you said, we're all still going through it kind of uh, thing over here with uh, Naya's passing last year was just absolutely heartbreaking. The fact that it happened in the middle of our, uh, you know, uh, of, of the run here was definitely worth note uh, noteworthy. I don't know what I'm trying to say uh, for us here in this space of just we were having so much fun talking about Glee. And, you know, I guess so, so much time had passed um, since Corey's passing and you know it was like i don't know just for me it'd become like 
I guess, seven years later, had kind of just uh, had, had come to terms with it a little bit more. Um, so to have this one be so fresh and then we were still continuing on. Again, you know, we talked about we want to keep going. We want to, you know, talk about uh, what a great job she did with every aspect of this character, the songs, the performances, the the, the acting, everything that made Santana Santana. Um, so I'm glad that we continued, of course, and I'm glad that we've continued to sing her praises all the way. Um, and it does still, you know, break my heart every time I log on to social media, I see a post of, uh, you know, uh, of young Josie or, uh, you know, her sister or, um, you know, Josie's dad, like anybody that's like, you know, out here moving on, uh, you know, moving forward without her. Um, but again, uh, I'm glad that we do have this space here where we can look back on everything that Naya did with this character, um, you know, gone, but never, 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 never forgotten. So, um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I think I remember the, uh, the first podcast we did, we were talking about, uh, Quinn, I th- we kind of strayed away from, uh, talking a ton about the actor unless there was like noteworthy things to talk about like how did the actor do um but like naya's one you don't even have to say anything about you know it goes without saying how great of a job she did like this character was not meant to be one of the lead characters on glee when the show was created she did this all by herself yeah i mean and that's the story for so many of these talented folks on the show um and i think Uh, You know, things happen the way that they should and everything happens for a reason. And I mean, Heather Morris and Naya Rivera were such, such big, big symbols for change and acceptance and self-love. And I'm just, you know, I I mean, it's just can never really be understated just how much importance she will always have. You know, she'll always be one of those characters that gets referenced. You know, I think about old characters that are referenced now, 50 years past their story was ever told. And I and I really anticipate it, at least when it comes to television and representation for lesbians and um, not only that, but more specifically uh, Latina lesbians. Uh, like just the, the, the sheer amount of power that this character has, I think is, you know, really, really special. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes, we, we just excited. got through uh, the character that has uh, your stand card, which we have uh, gotten into. And uh, from day one, episode one, of course, uh, anybody that remembers that podcast knows that uh, I was talking all about my Santana standing, uh, which will never has never faded away, uh, just like many of you out there uh, who are on the same page as me on that end of things. So let's get into it. Let's get into the story of Santana Lopez from start to finish. But of course, before we get into season one and talking about uh, the early days in the Santana story, uh, let's set up a little bit here, Aman, about uh, who is Santana? Uh, new Santana Lopez is right, old Santana Lopez. Um, she is uh, a very, very, at least for when we first meet her, she's a very fiery personality, um, doesn't really have a filter, will say whatever is on her mind, doesn't have a lot of friends. The friends that she does have are sort of out of convenience for being popular. Um, maybe with the exception of Brittany, although in, in season one, we don't really get too much of that. But yeah, uh, she is one of those people that believes that she's being honest when really she can just be very biting and abrasive. Um, but there is a very, very beautiful soul underneath all of that. I think it's, you know, the usual character trope that you see where they have lots of barbs on the outside, but they're just a rose on the inside. And it takes a lot to get close to this person like it's if you're if you're trying to be friends with Santana she's going to put you through the ringer first um a lot of these people have gone through that maybe with the exception of once again Brittany so um 
but I think that she once she's on your side, she's a fierce friend. She never stops making fun of you. Even if she's your friend, she's still going to talk shit about you. But you know at least she's not going to let anybody else talk shit about you when you're not there. So she's she's definitely your worst enemy, but your best friend as well. Mm-hmm. Very early on, we see that uh, Santana just is kind of, uh, you know, the character has a name. Uh, I don't remember when the last name comes in. I'm sure it'll come up as we go. But um, uh, just a, a stereotypical cheerleader. She's got a bit of an attitude and she seems to take pride in that. Uh, very quick to pass judgment. Uh, seems to be a little bit on the bullying side, which I mean, of course, we're going to have to get into a lot of that of um, as much as it's, you know, this is a character that we all grow to love so much. Uh, there's a lot of problematic things that take place over the, especially the first couple of seasons that this character has that Santana is going to uh, say things to certain people or act a certain way to, uh, to people that is uh, pretty troubling and uh, you know I, I love her as much as I always have and always will but um, of course we got to talk about that along the way um, but she, yeah like you said she sees her be- behavior and everything she does is honesty she's like there's nothing wrong with it you know I'm I'm the top of the school I'm the top bitch here and I'm proud of it uh, she uses her flirting and her social status to keep everyone in check around her um, eventually and over time we're going to see her wall start to come down and we really get to meet her see the kindness and compassion within her for those that she cares about uh, specifically Brittany of course as the years go on um, but over time we we see that she does love the Glee Club and uh, she likes a lot of the people in it, even Rachel. Uh, she only does the sabotages early on there because she kind of feels like she has to because of the whole Sue and the Cheerios thing. So that's what's going on there. Um, and, uh, you know, even though all of this is happening, it's it's hard to say that, you know, she's completely, uh, completely like this. Is, there's so much to get into again, um, a completely good person underneath it all because she does so often fall back on her mean streak um and there's like you could we could do so much like psycho analysis is that what i'm trying to say of uh of like why she hmm. is the way she is and i don't know if we're gonna get into all that but hopefully some of it um about like why she always goes back to being that mean person at so many different times uh over the course of the time we spend with her but she is, you know, just like anybody else, she's human. Uh, she can be emotional at times, sometimes for some real reasons, sometimes out of outrage for things that, uh, you know, just happen around her. When Kurt and Rachel get handed things or Mr. Shu is doing something stupid, like she's going to stand up and let you know that she thinks that that's dumb. She's not going to just sit back and, uh, and watch it all take place. There's uh, a lot going on here. Yeah, she uh, that I mean, there's a plethora of reasons I think that we're going to discover of why she behaves the way that she does. Um, the most famous one being that you know she's hiding who she is, um, which isn't uncommon with the rest of the Glee kids. They're all hiding something, um, but this story in particular is impactful because of you know the intersectionality of it all. Um, but yeah, so she's she has some issues, but those issues are always solvable she just gets in her way a lot of the time um and i think that sometimes she sort of takes pride in having a bit of a like you said that mean streak i think that she enjoys having a bit of a of a power over people because not everybody is as quick-witted as she is uh with maybe the exception of sue and not everybody cares to be as um abrasive as she is so it's something that she kind of holds over the rest of the league club a lot of the time which is great in some certain situations and not so great in others so but we love her just the same mm-hmm. i just try to be really honest with people but i think that they suck you know 
she she can be very manipulative, very persuasive with almost anybody. She's very perceptive. She doesn't need to be told things. Uh, you know, she can just sense when something is going on underneath her nose. Like it's it's she she knows all as we're gonna see, especially in season four, uh, with the Brody storyline there. But uh, again, like anybody else, uh, she's got a lot going on. She's got plenty of her own insecurities. She's not as confident in herself that like you know you would initially believe from the character we meet. I guess you could say in season one, like uh, of who we're looking at there. Uh, she often needs a lot of reassurance about a lot of different things. Uh, her weaknesses, anytime that anybody exposes any of her weaknesses, which like you said, the most popular or the most, uh, I guess, memorable one uh, as far as storyline goes being uh, the fact that she is uh, a lesbian and she is uh, has a hard time uh, kind of just like navigating her way through that with the different people in her life um, and just kind of like how that affects her in day to day. Of course, uh, things do end up working out all, as far as you know, again, as far as the story goes in the end, uh, the wedding and all that. So, um, but it, it, you know, it's a journey to get there just like it is for a lot of these other kids. So, um, I don't know what else, uh, final notes here. She can dish it, but she can't really take it very often. She gets offended when her friends turn on her, uh, even though it's usually because she was doing something wrong in the first place. Um, so that was the, uh, the basic gist of, uh, the notes that I have here at the top before we get into season one. Um, again, of, of all of the characters that we've talked about so far, uh, there's a lot of them that uh, we've grown to love so much um, and you know we had a lot of great things to say about the Mercedeses and Britneys and Quins and whoever else uh, but I don't think any of them truly get as uh, complex of a story of a personality as Santana does over this over the six seasons even with the times where she's not going to be around as much in season four uh, the end of season five most of season six they still do know how important this character is to the fans um and if they i mean okay let me let me let me preface that by saying if they did know that as much as i wish that they knew that she wouldn't have had nothing in the finale of season five or six but uh for the times that they do have santana around um i think that we do obviously get a lot of good things out of her the the top gold star getter by far yeah, I mean, that, uh, it's it's unfortunate, like, when you think about the history of the show and why things were the way that they were and all the Ryan Murphy and Leah Michelle of it all. It's very unfortunate that that was part of the decision for keeping her out of um, stories and episodes because it does sort of really eat at you. At least it eats at me when I think about stuff like that. It's like, what is, you know, now we don't ever really get to see a true ending for her Santana and Brittany. Like we are sitting here just having to create one for ourselves when you had all that time to think of something, you know, like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just, it makes me upset, but I mean, she's, I mean, the presence is still well, very well known. And, you know, I mean, we still do get to see them have somewhat of a happy ending. So I can't be too upset, but we would have loved more. We always want more. Mm-hmm. For sure. Let's get into it. Let's get into everything uh, starting in season one. Of course, we're going to meet Santana in the pilot episode. So uh, unlike uh, Heather Morris and the character Brittany S. Pierce, uh, we will not see uh, Brittany until episode two, right? I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, uh, Santana will be there in episode one alongside Quinn, making fun of Rachel's MySpace video, uh, watching from the rafters as uh, the New Directions perform Don't Stop Believing." but she doesn't uh, get any name, uh, she doesn't get referenced by name there in the first episode. We just see her. She's there alongside Quinn, obviously cast for this specific role. Like, Quinn is, of course, one of the lead characters here, um, but Santana seems to be, like, her sidekick as far as we can see right now. 
and even in the next episode when we do get to see the Unholy Trinity uh, audition for the Glee Club and, and all together here with Brittany now as a part of the group um, this is uh, you know it, it doesn't seem like the, like Santana and Brittany just yet are going to be uh, very big players here they're just kind of uh, you know alongside Quinn for the ride here uh, of course Sue has this plan to infiltrate the Glee Club and have them be uh, her spies on the inside so that's what's going on there um, and yeah so it's it's quiet early on but she is there yeah we get we definitely do get flashes of her personality and it's it's very very one note right just mean bitchy cheerleader gonna you know deuteragonist i think that's what you describe her as technically because sue is the antagonist i think quinn and santana would be deuteragonists because they're like not quite the antagonist but they're like the sidekicks of the antagonist whatever it is you guys know what i'm talking about um yeah uh def i don't remember how i felt about her if i really thought anything about her while watching season one uh because she was so understated uh i get the feeling that there was like a some level of interest there where i was like i want to know a little bit more because she seems a little more interesting especially when the whole quinn thing starts to pop off and how she sort of inserts herself in there it's um it definitely like leaves you wanting more it's like a little teaser this is a teaser season for uh santana mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um there's there's really nothing here besides you know just uh getting to meet the group as a group uh the the unholy trinity here it's it's obviously nothing too specific for her and uh you know if i was watching this when it, when it first uh aired i would definitely not have been thinking anything about this person alongside quinn so it's that's why it's so much fun to go back on the rewatches uh and be like oh my god she she truly is there the whole time you know they're uh there they are just kind of uh and see like what the writers were having them doing just kind of like you know literally being quinn sidekicks um, and uh, that's going to continue on as uh, her and Quinn are just going to continue being kind of the mean girls trying to push Rachel around and having her, you know, continue. They're doing the sabotaging now. So uh, trying to get Rachel to turn against Will and having Dakota Stanley show up. Um, so, you know, that's just all part of the plan. But we do get a bit of a hint here about uh, what Santana maybe actually might be somebody to literally keep an eye on because she uh, ends up making out with Puck and Acafellas. So maybe there's something happening here that we can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll explore explore in future episodes about the thing with puck yeah i'm saying uh, this is the first time that we get a hint that uh, maybe there's something here uh, yeah i mean uh santana breaks up with puck because of his credit score and she can't be with him because um she needs to be with someone who can support her financially uh so she breaks it off so Queen not shit. only is she mean but she's uh also very you know she's fiscal she doesn't like that that broke shit that broke that broke mindset from puck um so yeah <laughs> so i mean li- little hints there um we move on into like the throwdown mashup hierography era where um we get to see santana then start to be back into puck because puck is now swinging sweet caroline to rachel and she's like hold on wait a second I break up with you and then you go over to this dwarf whore over here. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm the I'm the main prize. So Santana definitely can be a little bit of a a flip flopper. Um, but there's also the thing between Puck and Quinn, because obviously Puck is the baby daddy, and uh Santana gets really upset because she sees the two of them also uh talking in secret from time to time. So She's going to confront Quinn about Puck and say, like, you need to stay away from him, even though she literally broke up with her, like, or broke up with him. 
Um, but she just she just has to get what she wants and she has to like work her way in there. So Quinn has this whole setup where she has Puck help her babysit uh Mr. Shoes no, Kendra's kids. Yeah, Kendra's yes. kids. Um Terry's sister's children. And the entire time that Puck was supposed to be helping her babysit, which he did a pretty good job at, he was multitasking because he was also sexting with Santana, which a fact that Santana was not going to keep away from Quinn. So just very, very vindictive. And it doesn't seem to be really because she has any real liking for Puck. It's just that she just wants to, she just doesn't like the fact that people can get him after she gave him up. Yeah. And, you know, this is all not going to have a whole lot to play into like, like when we're genuinely analyzing the character at this point, you know, she does have a name. We know that her name is Santana, but uh, she's kind of at this point just like a foil to Quinn who, um, you know, they were friends uh, and obviously they are still going to be connected. Uh, but now that like everything is happening to Quinn, uh, the pregnancy, of course, and uh, everything with Finn and with Puck. Um, and now there's like this extra added element of like her and Santana kind of or like Santana kind of turning on her uh, because Santana, like the character is starting to grow here. I guess I, I shouldn't make it sound like there's nothing here for the character because we are seeing uh, pretty much the first instance of like that's mine back the fuck off uh, and she's going to be like that all throughout you know the, uh, that's that's a character trait that doesn't ever go away like say when Britney's hers like the, she's very protective over what uh, she believes you know I don't want to say belongs to her but like the something that yeah. she I guess or you could say that I guess I don't know and I think it just I think there's a little bit of like she kind of wants to be the top dog here right like uh, obviously Quinn is hair Cheerio or was hair Cheerio um, and I think that Quinn's sort of downfall, Santana sort of like reveled in that a little bit because, I mean, if Quinn's gone, then she moves up to the top. So we do get to see that she is, I mean, she, I mean, she is chosen by Sue for a reason. You know what I mean? Like there, Santana, I mean, Sue often tells Santana that she reminds her of her at points and uh, she always would say that to Quinn as well, but I kind of see a lot more of Sue and Santana than I do in Quinn, but... Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yes. So uh, we get to sectionals, and uh, we we have a bit of a comment here we have to, uh, you know, talk about because uh, it's so passing in the show. You, you blink and you miss it. But uh, Brittany and Santana just very quickly touch on, uh, well, pardon the pun, that they have uh, touched on each other. They've slept together. Uh, yeah, they were on a phone call and talking very about quick. something about, I forget the, I always forget the context, but basically... Santana said sleeping together isn't sex or sex isn't a relationship or whatever. And Brittany says, well, yeah, if it were, then Santana and I would be in a relationship mm-hmm. because <laughs> Brittany can't keep her mouth shut. Everybody kind of just brushes it off. Um, but they, it definitely was an impactful moment because I think we talked about it on the show before where this was sort of like the turning point where they were le- leaving seeds because this is still the beginning of the show. They didn't really know how far Glee was going to go, but it definitely left room for something to potentially grow. And, oh, baby, it grew. It grew. <laughs> Certainly did. Uh, so, you know, uh, very early seeds about uh, what might be happening there. But, I mean, uh, not even uh, hard to even call it like a seed of what's going to happen because – uh, as we've heard from both Naya, from Heather, from lots of interviews over the years, uh, this was just meant to be a joke. This was just meant to be, oh, like, haha, the cheerleaders, like, slept together. Isn't that so funny? Uh, girls sleeping together. And then as time went on and, like, the joke, you know, I'm making air quotes right now that you can't see on a podcast, um, as that became, 
something that was uh, going to be brought up again or, you know, another time or two, especially when they go on that date with Finn and whatnot. Uh, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll make out in front of you. It's like, uh, OK, well, what if this what if this is something? What if we do actually make this not just a joke? And uh, of course, we'll kind of get into that with season two. So, uh, you know, putting a pin in that for now. Uh, of course, we've just, again, heard that many times about how that all started. So um, the end of uh, the first part of season one, of course, a- after sectionals, uh, we find out about how, you know, Sue continued to make them spy on the Glee Club. Um, and they're all worried about how this is going to go here at sectionals. Uh, Santana stands up for herself saying that, uh, look, yeah. Sure, Sue is involved here in some way, but trust me, uh, nobody's forcing me to be here. I actually like being in the Glee Club, and she says it like very quickly, um, and and not really like she's apologizing for it, not like she's ashamed of it. I guess I should say uh, she's just saying it as matter of factly, and she's like, "This is the best part of my day." And she's like, "If you tell anybody I said that, I'll deny it, but it's true." And it's like, "Oh look, like she likes it here." Yeah, um, it. it it's, I mean, look, it's hard. It's hard when you find something else that you truly, truly love, and it's. It's hard because she's has she has to sort of like have this character with Sue and everything. But I mean, through all of that devious behavior, it's like, well, this isn't half bad. I actually really like singing. I like dancing. I'm I'm good at it. It's a little less militant than the Cheerios, so you know, can't be so bad. Of course, she doesn't want anybody to know it because Glee is still ass. Um, but which is why. I wish that there was like a bit more pressure from the, I guess, the rest of the school, because if they were so, so afraid of being in Glee Club, like, is was Sue enough for them to be like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do this because Sue is telling us to do it. And why aren't the rest of the kids that are like, why are those Cheerios in Glee Club? I kind of wish that we got to see more of a reaction because it kind of feels like it was a little it was there really wasn't that much resistance for them to being in Glee Club. You know what I mean? Like where they really weren't facing any hardship because Sue had them covered and but whatever. Um, yeah, I guess you would just generally have to assume that, like, if if it ever came up with the rest of the Cheerios or with anybody else, oh, we're doing this because Coach Sue said we have right. to. And, and Quinn right. still has the excuse that, you know, that she was spying on Finn or keeping a close eye on Finn. So I mm-hmm. think uh, and Santana is pretty convincing of anything. So, uh, you know, no, Britt and I just have to do this uh, for Coach Sue. Like, we don't want to do it. Right, right. Very, very easy out. <laughs> mm hmm. So What's we go next? we go on to the second part of the season. I already talked about the date, you know, with uh, with Finn. So uh, just, you know, more Brittany and Santana content is starting to uh, come to our screens and you love to see it. Uh, the Power of Madonna episode. I did write Brittany in our notes. I meant to write Sue uh, advises Santana to uh, try to rip Finn away from Rachel uh, and continuing uh, attempts to sabotage the Glee Club uh, to go on this mission and uh, maybe, you know, take his virginity that uh, the whoa uh, big stuff there so she is always down for the challenge and uh it seems like this is not anything that is uh, a new concept to her you know sex i guess just in general uh so she approaches finn about this idea that she has and he at first is not down but eventually he will accept the offer because he finds out that how about how rachel actually is now dating jesse so he's like all right well fuck that um Sure, I'm in. So we get the, of course, like a virgin scene where Santana gets to sing for the first time. We actually get to hear her voice uh, for the first time. Of course, it's alongside five others that are singing, but there is some Santana in there. um, So that's worthwhile to talk about. Um, But then, yeah, her and Finn, they do it. Uh, It doesn't seem to do a whole lot for Finn. Doesn't seem to do a whole lot for Santana either. Um, And as we've talked about, you know, that's going to kind of be for other reasons for Finn. He just talks about how, you know, it it meant nothing to him because um, not to say that Santana means nothing to him, but she really doesn't mean a whole lot to him. So it was just kind of like, there was something that we just did. Cool. 
Yeah, it was like a conquest for her. She just wanted to prove that she could steal, once again, steal another guy from a girl. Um, she also just despises Rachel. Uh, but yeah, just uh, Finn, I mean, Finn was a virgin and he'd never done it before. So it was probably very, very awkward. She probably had to do a lot of explaining and no, not that. No, smooth. Like it just probably was just a very, very awkward experience. Mm-hmm. So she's just ready for a burger right after. Um, so yeah, it's, but it's, it is a crucial moment more so for, well, no, for both of their characters, because this is going to come up and be a part of their storyline, um, up until Finn is no longer with us. So I think it is still a very pivotal moment, even though it's kind of presented in a very trashy, sleazy, thrown away manner. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't expect it at all, but it, it really does kind of tie them together. Um, when Finn, like I think ahead to season three where uh, she's really going through it and Finn's like, you mean a lot to me. Like, I know you might not think it, but like you were my first, like I, you know, that, that did, maybe it didn't mean a whole lot to him the second that they were done. And he was like, all right, interesting. Uh, but like thinking back on it, emotions uh, are, are always going to be tied into sex as much as people uh, will often, you know, say that may not be the case for a lot of people. It is. Um, and uh, yeah, so Finn definitely always will hold a special place uh, for Santana, not to say like, like, you know, like, oh, he's always going to love her. But, like, that's not what I'm trying to say. Just, you know, he uh, has an appreciation for her. I don't know. So there's that in uh, The Power of Madonna. Um, but, of course, uh, Finn is not Santana's uh, one true love. It's going to be Brittany. And we get a bit of a, uh, a tease. We get our first Britanna pinky link in uh, the home episode during A House is Not a Home. So had to note that down as well. First time that we're going to get the infamous pinky linked up uh, that will be uh, many more times in that choir room. You love to see the pinky link. Uh, and then the pinky link doesn't really seem to mean much because here she comes again for Puck. Puck is now into Mercedes. Puck really gets around in season one, really, doesn't he? Um, and she's not having it. So she starts bullying Mercedes and it culminates into a sing-off and they almost start fighting and they have to get broken up. It's just, it's just oh, she likes to have some sort of like maintenance of status and power and even though Puck is embroiled in such scandal, he still is one of the more popular guys in school. So as she feels like as long as she has that, you know, she still has some power here. And it's very, it's it's a lot for mm-hmm. no reason. And I think at this point, Mercedes is also on the Cheerios too. So it's just like, there's like all sorts of layers to this. But um, it's ultimately a bunch of fluff because it like, do you, you don't really like Puck. You don't, you don't. No. So moving on. Season one finale, baby. Journey. Um, not very a long, not, it's not very much a long journey for Santana to see, for season one, but we do get to see her, uh, uh, really come to terms with how she feels about the Glee Club. Um, especially once they lose, uh, it's a lot of meddling with Sue as well, which Quinn, Brittany and Santana have done their best to sort of distance themselves from. Um, but she is going to admit to Mr. Shu that before this year she hated everyone in the club, but not anymore. She likes them all now, mostly. Um, and she gets even a solo part in a To Start With Love. I forget which hers is. Oh, well. It's, an, it's a really good one, though. It was very apropos for her character. I remember listening to that lyric and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Good choice. <laughs> um, but they do end up getting another year because Sue just can't stand to not have an enemy. And she, along with Brittany, is very, very happy um, about the decision. And we'll be back. Yep, 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 yep. It's, uh, you know, the... 
not so like happy, happy, but a happy enough ending where they realize that they're going to get another year. And uh, you know, uh, again, season like you said, another season year one of not double the, duty. <laughs> not the not the biggest story for Santana here, but we definitely do get to see a lot of hints about you know her personality, who she is, and uh, of course, in season two, Naya gets promoted to be a series regular, and there's going to be a lot more room uh, to use the character in a lots of different ways. Uh, the I think, and I think, of course, a lot of it has to do specifically um, with Naya and Heather and the fact that they were um, just, they kind of popped on the screen as like, you want to know more about these characters. Like, we don't want to just sit here and watch Rachel and Finn and Quinn in every single episode. There's got to be some more going on here. And they have the talent. They have the freaking talent on the stage right there. Like, Brittany 2.0 is going to be the second episode Mm -hmm. of the season for a reason, because you can use both. Of course, Santana and Brittany both get used um, in a big way in that episode, because it's like, why would we hide them in the background if we like the talent of these two? So uh, season two, we're definitely going to get a lot more. So as we get into it, uh, Santana is back for another school year in uh, episode one of season two. Uh, the big story here for her is she actually got breast implants over the summer. Does not seem to go unnoticed by all the guys in the school. So I think uh, essentially it seemed to have the desired effect for her. That's what I think she was looking for. Um, but did not have the desired effect because she was about to be head cheerio over the year. And now she's going to be at the bottom of the pyramid because Quinn went ahead and told coach Sue that Santana got a boob job. <laughs> yeah. She told her indeed. Um, and it does not end well. She gets demoted from head cheerio. She is now at the bottom of the pyramid. She's going to confront Quinn about this. Quinn is now head cheerio once again, you told they get in- about my summer surgery. <laughs> a summer, su- you didn't have a summer surgery. You got a boob job. Yep, sure did. You can't hit me. Sure, I can't unless you get yourself knocked up again. Ow! Ow! <laughs> Stop the violence. <laughs> Go, girls. What happened to being a family? Oh, please. She has a family. She's a mother. <laughs> yeah, that's Turn one of my sisters. Turn up your pony before you get to class. That's <laughs> one of my uh sister's favorite uh lines from santana oh really she has a family she has a mother um yeah it's uh it's it's not it's it's a rough beginning she thinks that she's at the top and then no right back down to the bottom Mm -hmm. um so i think that we're gonna learn early on i think that this like arc that she's on is like she's really gonna have to learn how to be a little nicer play a little nicer and claw her way literally back up to the top in people's good graces because it's yeah, she kind of starts off from the bottom here in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not fun. Not fun. But we get to duets. And the competitive nature and Santana really comes out in this episode. Mr. Shu has a duets competition. The winner is going to get uh, dinner for two at Breadsticks. Um, and we do get to see in this episode, Brittany and Santana being Britanna, kissing in bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes. uh, Puck is gone for a few episodes. So Brittany and Santana are going to uh, duet. Get it. How many times (laughs) have they made that stupid joke? Um, But uh, I mean, Brittany does literally want to do the duet with Santana uh, for the week. That's the assignment. Santana's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm only doing this, you know, thing here with you in the first place because, you know, Puck's in juvie. I need someone to make out with. I need a warm body underneath me. Otherwise, I uh, cannot digest my food or something like that. I always butcher Mm -hmm. it. 
always butcher it. Um, I'm like a lizard. I need something warm beneath me or I can't digest my food. Yeah, but again, I always butcher it. Um, so uh, Santana is going to propose a duet with Mercedes instead because uh, who needs Puck? We are the two best singers in the club. And if we do this, we can be the undisputed top bitches at the school and do what they will. Uh, duet they will. So, of course, this is uh, the infamous River Deep Mountain High. Uh, not expecting to see it on the countdown anytime soon. It was uh, number one Mercedes song. Expected to be high up there again. Um, but it doesn't seem to be enough because it doesn't win them the competition. Sam and Quinn are going to win from some uh, riggery from uh, Rachel and Finn. So there's that. Uh, there not much uh, payoff for the two of them besides, you know, for the fans because we got to see that performance. Um, but meanwhile, after she turned Brittany away from doing the duet, Brittany moved elsewhere to go link up with Artie. And, uh, you know, that actually turned into something there. Uh, Artie and Brittany ended up having sex. And uh, Santana yeah, finds out and about this. And Artie she's not very for the happy. First time. Brittany, not so for, much, but Artie for the first yes. time. She's not very happy to hear this, uh, and she's going to, you know, the 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 Santana that we know to this point of just, you know, ready to tear somebody down at a moment's notice uh, comes right on out because she's upset to hear that this happened. She's very territorial about Brittany that she, again, thought, you know, she thought this was uh, this person was hers and now already had sex with her. And she's like, whatever that means. Uh, it meant absolutely nothing to Brittany. Sex is just sex to her. So I hope you realize that your first time was a waste. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. It's very, it's very cutting, very biting uh, because she, I mean, she loves Brittany. So, I mean, I know the feeling of just being like, back the fuck up. Like before you get attached, you might roll away, sir, roll away. Um, but Artie's not going to roll away. In fact, Brittany's going to roll away with him. Um, Rocky Horror Glee Show, not so much for Santana here. Um, she does make fun of Finn's body. Finn is like kind of one of the more main characters of this, and she's like kind of mean to him and making fun the of his body. Time. And uh, uh, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do get to see her and Brittany sort of like spy on Mr. Shu and Emma as they're rehearsing uh, for "Touch, Touch, Touch, Touch Me." So there is a little bit of why are Brittany and Santana at the school after oh, hours? Interesting. <laughs> also in FERT, um, Rachel, Quinn, Tina, and Brittany uh, have a girls meeting about how to help stop the bullying with Karofsky because he's really been picking on Kurt. Um, Santana is upset because she wasn't invited to this girls meeting. But it's because she doesn't have a boyfriend that's on the football team, um, which is like, so the fuck what? I can still, you know, be a part of this. Um, she d gets pissed and decides to get back at Rachel. So she threatens Finn by mentioning how um, she took his virginity. And it's just it's just it, she does it at the wedding, too, while Finn is getting ready to, like, be a best man. You know what I mean? And <laughs> She just gets all in his head and it's just it's horrible. But she tells him he really should just tell everyone about it. Um, it'll keep his popularity up and ensure he doesn't lose the QB spot to Sam. And this is all over the fact that she's pissed with Rachel because she wasn't invited to some girls meeting. When I really think it probably is, is she thinks that it's more of a dig at the fact that she is single and the rest of the girls are not even the girl that she wants to be with is not single and dating a guy on the football team who doesn't even play. He just is there. <laughs> so I think that she's really just having a lot of just like, I'm pissed right now at everybody and everyone and everything. So I'm just going to be mean because that's just how I makes myself feel better. 
And, you know, if there's one thing she can always do, it's make her presence known. Uh, so, you know, we go from where we were in season one of like, oh, she's kind of there, kind of, um, to here in the early episodes, even when it's not like the whole story being centered around her. Uh, anytime that she's around, if she's upset, you're going to know about it. If there's anything going on in related, you know, in, in Santana's world, we're going to know how she's feeling about it. So that's, uh, you know, that's... Uh, that's what's happening for her there. Uh, the special education episode, of course, the uh, the sectionals in season two. It's where a star is born here. Um, it is time for the new directions at the advice of Emma Pillsbury to highlight some underused members of the club. And we talked about, you know, season two is really they're going to be like looking around like, oh, my God, Naya Rivera, Heather Morris. Like they're both really, really good. Um, you know, amazing vocalist, amazing dancer. Like, why haven't we used them as much as we could in season one? Oh, let's do it. Season two, right off the bat, we get the Britney episode. And then here in the sectionals episode, uh, we are going to see. The again, a star is born here as this is where we will get Santana Lopez doing uh, the Valerie performance alongside Mike and Brittany that just makes you stop, stare and rewind to rewatch it a hundred times. Um, and that's before the night is over. And then you go on being a Glee fan for the rest of your life. And just any time that Valerie comes on, I mean... Uh, with all due respect to uh, uh, Amy Winehouse, it's just I, I have a hard time not immediately thinking, uh, you know, I, I have a hard time. It's impossible for me to to not immediately think of Santana uh, when I hear Valerie out in public, of course. So uh, she takes it. She owns it. She she kills it. And it, that's what it is. In the next episode, Sue is going to put an ultimatum over Brittany, uh, Quinn and Santana. She is looking to really up her up the ante with the uh the competition she wants to shoot britney out of a cannon all three of them really don't want to go through with this they can't it's it's going to get britney killed first of all and second of all like they really do kind of want to be with the glee club um because sue it just she has these moments where she can become a tyrant and just pick on people and it's just not fun um there's lots of back and forth all week long about whether or not they're going to choose glee or they're going to choose sue Ultimately, Finn is going to be the one to sort of reunite everybody. I mean, he'd been doing a lot of work with the whole Karovsky thing. He bit well, as much as he should have been towards the end because he couldn't, it was absent in the beginning. But he does convince Santana and the rest of the girls to ditch Sue, which is going to send Sue into a spiral of Sue side. Um, and yeah, she comes back and she is one of the featured voices in Thriller Heads Will Roll. So I don't know what the hell they were going to do without her in the first place. Like, <laughs> this song would have been. Really, really uh, empty without her voice there. Um, but yeah, she, she kills it. It's another really great performance from her. Um, right after Valerie. So Santana really is just, you know, she's here. She's here to, She's here for the kill. I mean, she had the, the Mercedes duet. Then she had Valerie. Then she got this. Like, she's here and she's queer and she's <laughs> ready to stay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so now that the Cheerios are about to be over, losing its sectionals without uh, the Unholy Trinity by their side, uh, there's no more Cheerios for the year. We go on for the rest of season two. Uh, normal clothes Santana is going to make it uh, her debut in Silly Love Songs, uh, episode 12 there. So the rest of season two, uh, it's all going to be every like everybody's got their full attention on the Glee Club. So at this point, it's like, uh, I mean, if, if, if we're still going back to that, like, what is the story they have for the rest of the Cheerios as to why they're still in this nerd? 
nerdy little glee club. I don't know. I mean, is Sue still having them spy? I mean, I guess you could say in theory, but look, at this point, they want to be in the glee club and that's where they are. So um, she, the only thing is about this though, that of course, you know, we've seen how her personality is in general, but also as she interacts with everybody else in the club, uh, she's still really not getting along with everybody just great. She's always making these snide remarks and uh, all the time. Everybody's just, you know, anytime someone says anything, she's always got a comment for it. And that's great as a TV viewer. We love uh, her jokes, her quips. Uh, at some point along the way here, we will play some of Santana's best lines, of course. Um, but of course, her fellow Glee Club members do not love it uh, very much to be on the receiving end of things. Uh, Rachel snaps back at her, telling her the only job she's ever going to have is going to be working on a pole. And Lauren calls her a bitch. And she gets very upset, very offended. She leaves the choir room, breaks into tears into Brittany's arms, cannot understand. She just tries to be so honest with people when she thinks that they suck. And and I'm not a horrible person. Like She, she can't understand why people think that she's this awful person. She's just being honest, Amon. Yeah, and I I love that uh, Brittany, of course, is consoling her and not even mention like Brittany doesn't even isn't even the 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 the, the type to be like oh well Santana you did say this and you did do that because to Brittany Santana like that's just Santana it's just like I don't like this is like why are y'all gagging like this, she she has been mean to y'all this entire time so why are y'all acting as if this is anything new so I like that she's not even taking the route of being like well maybe you should adjust your behavior Santana she just goes straight into the rocking back and forth advice it's just just I think it's just the perfect encapsulation of the relationship I love it um but yeah I mean it's it, she really is she's taken down a peg i mean she really did have a high moment after ditching sue and finally saying no but yeah i mean she she is sort of losing a bit of the status that she had before the suit the, the cheerios are no more she's back in regular clothes now she's solely with the glee club and the glee cl- now she has to deal with the fact that the glee now that she's more time with them it's like oh y'all don't like me for real for real like i kind of could do double duty between both of these both the cheerios and the glee club and now i'm just all in with y'all and I maybe I really should start being a little nicer. Um, so I think this is also a really funny part of this episode in terms of silly love songs where, you know, Blaine is singing silly love songs in, um, at Breadsticks and the lyric is sometimes love comes in a minute and sometimes love doesn't come at all and he looks right at it and it's like, even this dude that doesn't even really know you like that. Well, I guess Kurt could have <laughs> told him some rumors, but... Yeah, Santana, she's alone, and it's it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. The uh, the fight with Lauren there in the hallway just incredibly like yep uh, like it, I mean as much as the uh, the Quinn one was is incredible uh, they're both incredible um, but Lauren has got uh, of course got the size on Santana and just uh, is not about like Santana is not afraid of anybody at all but when uh, she almost gets into well not almost get when she gets into it with Lauren she was like I'm ready to go Lima Heights baby let's go Lima Heights and it's like uh, 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 you don't want Lauren's ices uh, and of course ends up getting thrown all the way around the always yeah so it's like you may be some regrets on that um yeah, yeah Lauren really gives it to both the Cheerios except Brittany like she gives it to Santana in this season and she gives it to Quinn this season mm-hmm. like she is not to be fucked with <laughs> yeah she's just as much of a queen as the rest of them um, but this is a big, yeah, big episode for her here. Silly love songs with her. She's just, she's all over the place with, you know, with that. And then the Finn, the Finn and Quinn stuff, uh, trying to get revenge on them with the mono of it all. It's like, I don't know what, what she, what she, like, you know, if the phrase, uh, woke up and chose violence was a thing back in, uh, 2010, 11, <laughs> Santana woke up that day and chose violence. 
at all times. She just is violence. Especially <laughs> that was, day, though. Was born yeah. and chose violence. She literally said that she ter- told the nurse she was fat when she was born. So she was just, she woke up like this. Um, fat. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, I would I would quit nursing right then and there. I would never step foot into a hospital again. <laughs> like, oh, a goodness. baby? A baby? With whose vagina? Anyway, um, <laughs> come back into Blame It on the Alcohol, baby. Santana. Well, we do get to see at the end of Silly Love Songs that Santana and Sam are both single at this point because Britney's off with whoever and uh, uh, Quinn is now. So rude to Artie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> but they sort of kind of come together here. Uh, Santana tells him about how Quinn has been cheating on him. Um, she says he's only still with Quinn because he's in denial, which doesn't seem to work on Sam at first, but it does sort of eat away at him when she's when he sees the whole thing between Quinn and Finn going on. So then she pretty much just steals him, and they are now an item. It's Sam Tana, bitch. So for about literally I... that episode and then that's it um it's it's super quick here it's you know we're filling some time in between and, and it kind of like gives both characters uh something to do in the meantime since like you know quinn is gravitating back to finn santana like you like mentioned is uh, you know, uh not able to be with Brittany right now and we also don't know for sure that that's even something that they're going to try to do um they, they kind of put a pin in that while Brittany's with Artie and just everything else that's going on here especially in the silly love songs episode but Season two, episode sixteen, I believe it is. Um, or no, sexy, sexy fifteen. Uh, original song, I think is is uh, sixteen. I'm pretty sure sexy is fifteen, um, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, Brittany and Santana, we have been watching them grow together and seeing all the jokes and seeing uh, them potential, not potentially seeing them having slept together, but it was only because you know, uh, not because of like anybody like like enjoying it or any or not. Uh, enjoying it's not the right way to put it. Not because they were like in love with each other or anything like that just yet, as far as we can tell. But um, we're going to make this a real thing here. Um, again, both it seems it sounds like both of them. Uh, we know especially Naya was pushing for this behind the scenes to explore this, and uh, she was getting so many messages from people saying that like this would be such a great story, and and I you know they can already tell that like this could be going in such a great direction. Um, so when this ends up becoming a real thing here in this episode, uh, sexy, it's the the start of of glee's most infamous iconic couple sorry to claim i'm i put these two at number one like objectively speaking um and yeah so Brittany and santana uh they are gonna have a, a date night uh get their cuddle on watch some sweet valley high Brittany wants to talk about their relationship there because she's feeling pretty confused um as are i guess all of us is this something that we should be taking seriously or not um and santana doesn't want to talk about it she doesn't want to give it a label plus Brittany is still dating artie uh we're gonna of course see and continue to hear about how santana kind of manipulates Brittany in a very not great way talking about how none of this counts as cheating because it's with a girl and that doesn't count which obviously not true not great at all um, but they're going to go talk to Holly Holiday about everything. And Holly realizes that they're having a hard time opening up to each other with words. So try singing about it. That's what you guys do best. So they do. They sing Landslide. Of course, a very powerful, emotional number. Um, and after it's all done, Brittany looks to Santana and asks, like, is that really how you feel? And Santana, very emotional, very, you know, crying her eyes out at, at this point, says yes. Um, and she looks to the Glee kids and says, look, just because I sang a song to Brittany doesn't mean that you guys can label me. OK, crystal clear. Sound good. Cool. 
Um, and by the end of this episode, we're going to see that she really has strong feelings for Brittany. Uh, Brittany also cares a lot about Santana, but she's also with Artie and she doesn't want to break up with Artie. She still has feelings for him. She has feelings for for Santana too, but she's with Artie right now. Uh, so this beginning of their story here of like the real story for the two of them, um, we're getting somewhere, but we can't really get anywhere because of Artie. Yeah, I, 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 I do like this. And I think that I mean, you can sort of tell just how organically, because I mean, if what Naya was, you know, saying was true and that she was getting all of these messages and she really pushed for something to be explored here, I'm glad that it really didn't become a, a very contrived, and let's face it, Glee is a contrived show within itself, but I like the, the fact that Britanna was sort of, you know, it, it grew into something and it was, I, I think that the juxtaposition of Naya Rivera being the one to push for this and Santana sort of being the one to be so like adamant against it is just really, really indicative of like some true storytelling here. Um, because yeah, I mean, Rachel does make a comment after um, Britanna sings with Holly, you know, hinting at the sapphic or other words, you know, lesbian feel to the performance or whatever. And she's like, look, no, we don't, this doesn't have to be a thing. You don't need to start feeling about me a certain type of way. I'm not like there's There's quite a few lines from Santana throughout the series about like, just because I'm doing this doesn't mean that you have to say this just because I'm doing this doesn't mean just, I'm not going to start dating, you know, go to some random country and start eating jicama. I don't know where she gets all these uh, these lesbian stereotypes from, but clearly she's done her research because she's like, I don't want any of you associating the lesbian culture with me. And I think that it's all really just a, a you know, she's really on a journey with herself right now and she's trying to understand herself and she just wants for herself to be able to do it before everybody else does it for her. And I've always enjoyed that about the character, even when she gets in her own way as she's about to later on in the season with Brittany, mm-hmm. which I still kind of feel some kind of way about Brittany about. And we talked about it already with Brittany, but still. Brittany, what do you mean? On, like, Just uh, remind, re- refresh me, remind me. Uh, it's, I think it's in the, uh, is it, it's, it's coming up right now, isn't it? Uh, Born This Way. Oh, in yeah. that episode. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we'll hold off on uh, until about 10 seconds from now when we get to it. Um, but yeah, no, no, just to quickly swing back uh, here. Yeah, it's just, uh, again, you see just what she is starting to, uh, not, not starting to go through, uh, what we're seeing of like the beginning of, of uh, this like journey being a real thing for her. Because even if Santana has for a while known this about her, um, that she likes girls, um, if even if this is something that like she's always known or if this is something that she's just recently realized, or whatever the case may be, uh, this is uh, what, as far as we can tell, the first time that she's had legitimate feelings for um, for Brittany, for another girl, uh, and she doesn't really know what to do about it. She is just like, I, I can't label this because I don't know that I'm A, ready for that, that B, this is fully what I want, that I'm comfortable with anybody knowing about this. Like, you, you label it, you make it real, and then... Like, there's a lot of pressure on that for any young uh, queer child. Then it's like, wait, so if I have these feelings, that means that's that there's no getting around it. I must be this, whatever it is. Um so yeah, she's she's going through it here. Um, we take a quick break in uh, in the serious nature of the storyline to uh, sing. Some Wanna put mouth. a fish hook and his lips so cherry red? Well, you tried hard enough, you could. 
Suck a baby's head. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay, quick prediction here. There's 41 Santana songs. Tell me the exact number you want. Not not you want, that you oh, think Trouty Mouth will no, be. No, Trouty Mouth. Because on one hand, I want it to be respected. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, it's like, this is not the number one Santana song, obviously. Or could it be? I mean, I don't know. Like, Give me a number. Give me a number. One through uh, 41. Uh, okay. One through what? 41. Um, Let me say that it's like right in the middle. So like 20, maybe 21. It's in the 21 <laughs> to 25 area. 20.5. It is song 20.5 in the cat. <laughs> um, that was not a serious answer. Um, okay. So we'll see. Trotty Mouth, obviously, will come up on the list. Um, but when we get back to things, of course, uh, in A Night of Neglect and Born This Way, um, we're just continuing to follow how things are going for Brittany and Santana. She's still struggling with how she's feeling about all of it. Uh, she ends up making an unlikely connection with Dave Karofsky. Uh, he was at the Night of Neglect, and he was about to you know, do some uh, typical Kurt bullying, maybe some Klain bullying here. Um, and she ends up shooing him away, telling him to back off. She's got razor blades in her hair, and she knows how to use them. So she gets him off of their case. Um, prom is coming up and she wants to put a plan together to win prom queen uh, because if she does that she can make it a law of course we know Brittany and Brittany tends to fall for things very easily to say it nicely um, that uh, she wants to put a law in place that her and Brittany must be together if she wins prom queen um, so she puts the whole plan together that she's going to get Karofsky to run alongside of her uh, she knows Karofsky's deal here. She her her gaydar was going off. She knows the truth about uh, him. She watched him staring at Sam's ass in the hallway, and she's gonna tell him as much and, and approach him and say, uh, essentially, kind of like blackmail him to say like, if you don't do this with me, um, again, problematic here. She essentially tells him that she would out, out him if he doesn't agree to go along with this. Um, but uh, that's what her plan involves. And she also is going to par- also part of this plan is to get Kurt back to McKinley uh, to make sure she gets the votes because she's going to be the hero. She's going to save the day. She's going to keep Karofsky away from Kurt. She's going to, uh, you know, it's kind of tr- turn him nice or whatever, like keep him, uh, the bully whips are going to be formed here. Uh, she's going to try to, uh, you know, keep him on a leash while getting Kurt back and getting all of the new directions favor and all that kind of stuff, which uh, we're going to see will end up working out. Santana does save the day uh, here with, uh, with getting Kurt back to McKinley. Um, we'll talk about prom when we get to prom, but uh, you know, that's not going to go as she would have expected. Um, but meanwhile, and then in the board, you know, in the born this way episode, we see, as you were mentioning, Brittany tries to get Santana, to wear that shirt so the whole time that this is happening she's doing everything with Karofsky essentially saying let's both use each other uh, as a beard to kind of cover up for the other because I know your deal uh, and kind of here's my deal uh, and Brittany doesn't love me and I'm sad about it yeah it's a it's a very communal relationship right that each one can get what the other one you know kind of needs here it's, it's really just a, a band-aid solution it's ultimately not going to really make herself feel any better than what she really is already feeling but um at least he's at least she's sort of like doing a little bit of good here and getting like this like little bully whips type deal thing going and um it uh it it, so so some good does come from this but yeah it's just more of i'm hurting we're hurting 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 so i'm trying to figure out a way to make myself feel a little better and maybe make uh uh what's his face or what's her face britney feel um jealous about what i'm doing and but it's not going to last that long because it, it's not designed to. It's simply designed to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumors episode is going to come up next. Uh, well, I, I kind of 
skipped right over. Of course, uh, in that episode in, in Born This Way, when Brittany has that shirt for uh, Santana, um, she wants Santana to wear a shirt that says Lebanese, which she meant to say lesbian, but that's fine. Uh, Santana had a, a shirt she was going to wear that said bitch because, you know, uh, she was you know born this way. She's a bitch and that's how she's going to present herself. Uh, she doesn't want to wear what Brittany's telling her to wear because that is really just kind of putting a giant uh label that she's trying to avoid on her not on her back i guess on her front um so she ends up not performing the born this way number with the whole group there sitting in the seats with karofsky while she's watching but she does put the shirt on which i didn't like from britney because britney's like just put the stupid shirt on and dance with me and i'm like you know just how much pain she's in you know that she's trying to be with you and i understand that you have to be stalwart and that you're with Artie, whatever i get it all that stuff but like you you know what she's going through so to try to force her to 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 come out of the closet and make this grand gesture i just didn't like that at all i just it felt very short-sighted and very like for someone who we think is very emotionally um mature that just was not a really strong moment for britney at all Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And uh, Santana, you know, like you said, she's going through it. She's having a hard time, uh, like, like getting through these feelings of just in general uh, feelings that she's having towards Brittany and just uh, accepting a lot of things about herself. So to be kind of be like uh, have this person kind of like putting pressure on her to push past where she's comfortable at this moment in time. Um, and then she outs her on fondue for two. <laughs> she didn't mean it. It was an accident. <laughs> Why did you tell everyone on Fondue of your stupid little TV show <laughs> that I play for the other team? Well, you do play for the other team. You were on the Cheerios, and now you're on the New Directions. And you couldn't have thought of any other way to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the muckraker kind of uh, runs with this story from uh, Fondue for Two from our host, Brittany S. Pierce. The claims of a prom queen candidate, queen candidate spending most of her time in the closet, uh, which doesn't take very long for them to figure Mercedes- out Santana is the one. Because Mercedes and Tina are uh, also there, and they, like, give each other such ominous looks, like, oh, my God, Santana is going to beat your ass. <laughs> like, why would you do this? I mean, I, I, I actually don't think I've ever thought about it that way. I feel like I've always thought of it of, like, oh, my God, the two gossips, uh, Mercedes and Tina, are like, there's new gossip. Um, that's also a funnier <laughs> way to look at it. I always felt like it was that way, because I always felt like the glee clip at this point, like, they all know what's going on. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, so after all that's going on, after she gets, uh, you know, essentially fake outed or almost real outed, whatever is happening there. It's not it's it's hard to say that's like Santana really getting outed because, of course, what's going to happen in season three. Um, but for now, uh, Brittany and Artie are on the rocks. Uh, she he's getting annoyed because uh, he's not and he's not stupid. He realizes that st- there's still something happening with Brittany and Santana. Um, and Brittany tells him about how Santana said it doesn't count because she's, uh, you know, Santana's a girl and. That doesn't mean anything to uh, to the Artie and Brittany of it all. So, of course, this is where he calls her stupid. She gets upset. It seems like things between the two of them are not going super well. Um, Santana is going to, you know, it's been a couple of episodes since they've really addressed this head on. She's going to sit Brittany down in the choir room and she needs to get this off her chest. Holly Holiday was the one who came by and gave her the, the advice of like, if you can't say it, just sing it. So she's going to sing it. And uh, we're going to get this performance here from Santana of Songbird. Um, this is the Rumors episode, of course. And it's very, very emotional. Yeah. Uh, Songbird is sort of just all of the feelings that she has for Britney. And she just has to do this because it's... I mean, she had that breakthrough moment where it's just like, bitch, like, ugh, I am in love with you. Like, and I don't know how to, you know... 
I don't know how long, how much longer I'm supposed to sit here and act like this is just not how I feel. And I think that Britney, if anything, Britney just wants Santana to be honest, if not with the rest of the world, at least with Britney, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she's able to finally just put it all on the line. And I think that Britney responds uh, really well to that, you know? And now, especially since, because uh, uh, her and Artie are broken up at this point, aren't they? Yeah, she, I mean, already still wants to take her to prom and try to win right. her back, but... Right, but it's not It's not happening at this point. Like, you, you, you done fucked up, Artie. It's it's over. Because <laughs> once you let Santana get her claws back in, woo! Yeah, so Britney's kind of looking at her like, well, that was really great and really sweet, but why couldn't you say that in front of everybody? And, like, Britney's still not understanding, you know, why Santana is having such a hard time with this. Uh, but she tells her, she's like, look, I'm, I'm still not ready. Uh, so Britney's like, how about this? I have a whole plan here, you know? I'm, I'm a genius. She isn't. She's not the genius just yet, but uh, I guess seems to think she's a genius all the way back to season two. Um, she's like, well, let's do this. Uh, we'll go on fondue for two and I'll ask you to prom, not the other way around. So if anybody has any questions about it, they'll look at me uh, and, and not you, which is, you know, questionable logic there, but it's fine. Um, so she agrees and she's like, OK, fine, we'll do that. And then ends up when the show it's time for the show, time for fondue for two. She texts Brittany. I can't I can't do it. So that's not happening. Um, and then by the end of this episode, we see it's, it's really not getting any better here. Apparently, she put a rumor online that her and Karofsky had sex in the back of a car. And JBI calls her out, like, directly saying, uh, the IP address was traced directly back to you. And Santana's like, yeah, my computer was stolen. But Dave and I are doing really well. Uh, we're excited that we're going to end up being prom king and queen. Uh, we're soulmates. And you cut over to Brittany, who's like, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear. Um, and it's like, Brittany, it's not real. She loves you. She just sang to you, you silly girl. So someone stole your computer and then posted a rumor about you with the stolen computer, Santana? Really? Okay, girl. That's the story. Okay, girl. Now, that's pretty ballsy. Like, I, if I had broken into somebody's house and then stole their computer and then went and trashed them online with the computer, like, damn, like, that's, that's, some, that's some evil-blooded shit. Did you ever used anyway, to take we, your friends' phones? I'm sorry. Uh, did you ever used to take your friends' phones and like were you guys uh, the the hacked no, crew? I was always too afraid to do stuff like that because really? if somebody would do that to me, I'd be so embarrassed. No, I couldn't do it. Oh, I, I did. I always did. I was always grabbing people's phones, being like, "Ha ha, just farted. How funny!" <laughs> <laughs> You're such an evil. So evil. It's I don't, I, it would be whether it was honestly, I think it was usually like a Facebook status. I feel like this was like before Twitter was like you know. But no, I definitely took people's phones and tweeted things too. Never, never on Instagram, but like, oh man, if you got their phone, you put something up and it would, the, the best part would be waiting for them to notice it because you wouldn't tell them you did it. You'd have to wait for the notifications to come in that they had like three likes on a post about them just having <laughs> shit their Party. pants. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Matt. Well, I guess note to self, never leave my shit around you. But then again, you could, can't get in the phones nowadays without codes. Anyway, we get to prom santana of course is still masquerading with her beard karofsky hoping that she can pull through with a win um karofsky does win prom king so she thinks that she has it in the bag for queen but this was the year that they decided to just mess with kurt so kurt gets crowned prom queen and it this just santana is so self-centered that she can't even like <laughs> she can't even you know be worried about how kurt the guy that she just spent all this time planning of uh, making plans to have him come back to McKinley. She can't even think about how embarrassed he is because she's just upset that she did not win. Um, if anything, I've made, if anything, I'd be like, damn, like I probably could have won, but they, these bitches just wanted to be mean to Kurt. You know what I mean? It wasn't a vote against me. It was a vote to be mean to Kurt. 
Um, but she just can't. She doesn't see it that way. She's just upset. Brittany's like, it's just a fucking crown. Like, buy it at the damn party store. Like, why are you pissed about this? Which, Brittany, of course, yes, physically, that's what it is. But, you know, you know, mentally and, like, emotionally, it holds so much more weight than that. You just want the acceptance. That's what Santana's kind of been fighting for this entire time. And really, she just needs to accept herself and stop worrying about other people. You know, right. life old lesson. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, she eventually does come back out sings one of my favorite performances i hope this song is high on the list dancing queen with mercedes um and yeah yeah for the uh victory dance that will of course not actually take place between karofsky and kurt but will take place between kurt and blaine so that's nice uh blaine to show up and be the knight in shining armor there um but yeah no this is uh she she takes this hard uh when she ends up not getting picked and she runs off crying with Brittany. it's like she is upset um she she really needs to pick me up here she's gone through it a lot already in in the season uh with everything in regards to Brittany and everybody looking at her a little funny and she's feeling the heat from all that and she was looking for a big win here i mean she obviously had some great success uh with valerie and you know the middle of the year was going great but then like as things have have gone on for the second half of the year she's really just been kind of falling and spiraling and into this like pit of like not feeling like the hbic that she always has been so when this all comes down on her again here she doesn't win she's like damn i'm really like slipping here like people are not looking at me the same um i'm losing my positioning in the school i'm losing my you know i'm losing everything that i i feel confident usually in within myself so um that's all unfortunate for her there it's it's going to be you know not the greatest way that prom goes down um but they are of course going to head off to new york for nationals uh quinn is also kind of spiraling a bit after she and uh finn have just broken up uh they her and uh santana and Brittany try to you know offer quinn a little bit of you know something to make her feel better and quinn's like yeah that's not not really just you know that's not for me i'm, I'm not into that and they're like no we meant we were gonna like give you a haircut but Okay, Um, and actually you will be into that someday. You just don't know it yet. Um, But Nationals comes and goes. Uh, Of course, this is season two Nationals, and the New Directions are going to lose because of stupid Finn and stupid Rachel. They have to share a stupid kiss on the stupid stage. And Santana's not here for it. She is going to, of anybody, be the most upset about this back at the hotel room. Yeah, she loses it. Um talks about how she's from Lama Heights adjacent. You want to know what happened to Lama Heights adjacent? Bad things. <laughs> she's not going to let Rachel get away with this one. But, you know, she kind of does let all. Rachel get away with it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so she takes this pretty hard. Uh, you know, she's literally like, if you could like, if, if the scene lasted a little bit longer, uh, do you know what I've gone through this year? And now I can't even have a win here? Like, <laughs> this is all your fault? You've uh, gone into a whole... You stupid bitch! <laughs> she does. Uh, I don't even know what she says because she's like screaming at her in Spanish there, right? And uh, I don't know uh, exactly what she says, but I don't imagine it was anything too nice. So, no. Um, but, not. you know, this is the end of season two here. Back at the school, uh, Britanna are going to get together talking about the future of the Glee Club. Brittany's excited to get back at it again next year because she really enjoys being here with everybody, as we know Santana does as well. Um, but both of them definitely are enjoying their time with the Glee Club and especially with each other. Um, Brittany tells Santana she loves her more than anyone in the world. And Santana, you know, kind of says it back, tells Brittany she's her best friend. We get the, uh, another pinky link. And uh, this is, you know, the end of... Uh, season two for the glee club but of course we know we've got a lot coming up in season three uh as we get into the senior years of these two characters yeah um lots and lots of setup 
for what we should expect to see from her. Um, season three is a very, very good Santana season, so I'm excited to talk about that. But yeah, I season two holds a lot of emotional weight because she's really learning how to struggle. Yeah, literally learning how to struggle um, with her sexuality and her feelings for Britney and what does, that, what does that mean about her and how to let go of what other people think. And I think, I mean, one of the lines that is so impactful for me, and we talked about it already, but she, when, you know, when her and Britney are having that conversation and she's admitting how she feels about him or about her, she says, like, I'm just, ultimately, I'm just really afraid of what people are going to say behind my back. And that's something that is, is very, very scary because you never know, you know, you never really can feel safe. I think as queer people, sometimes you just, you're always second guessing, are these people really okay with me? Are they going home and then talking trash about me? Um, can I really feel safe around them? Do they really accept me for who I am? And ultimately, that's something that I think a lot of people just have to let go of. And because there's, you cannot control what other people think. It just is what it is. Um, hopefully the ones that are in your life are the ones that are the most supportive, but sometimes that's not the case. And it, you, that that's them, you know, and it hurts and it sucks, but you can't live your life worrying about what they're going to think because you're not going to live. And so I, I really enjoy that scene a lot because it's, yeah, I think it was just very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, season two, I think in general, uh, it's, it's, you know, we talk a lot about how Kurt is like, has probably the biggest, like season two, uh, I, I've said probably a hundred times is, is like Kurt's season uh, for the most part because of what a big story he goes through there. But like when you're kind of looking at the parallels between say like a story of Kurt's and Santana's and you can kind of compare, I guess, Brittany to Blaine and, uh, both of their partners, uh, you know, maybe they're not partners yet, but both of the person that they're, that they're working off of right now, uh, have a lot more confidence in themselves and in their situation. And, and stuff um, and the uh, the Santana and Kurt storylines they take a little bit longer to get there Kurt knows who he is and he's you know maybe even a little bit farther than Santana is where Santana you know is, is still kind of figuring a little bit of this out uh, where Kurt came out you know to most people in season one um, but now he's still dealing with like what does this mean for me in my life that this is who I am and this is you know I, I like boys and I want to find somebody that makes me feel special and now we have a, a similar kind of thing with Santana realizing okay I definitely do like girls and I found someone who makes me feel special and I really love her a lot, um, as scary as that is to say. Um, and, you know, neither of them get to a place where uh, or, or I should. OK, that's not what I'm going to say. Um, of course, both of them are going to get to a place in later seasons where this becomes locked in things for both of them. Um, and then we start to d explore how those relationships are going to go. But for those two characters specifically, season two has a lot of growth for them. Um we really, you know, for Santana, really get to see her, uh, you know, accepting herself and uh, trying to grow closer to Brittany at the same time. While, like you mentioned, uh, you know, with the Born This Way shirts and everything, that Brittany isn't really the most receptive to exactly how Santana's feeling. But uh, the love that they have for each other keeps them so bonded and they will, you know, eventually become on a level where anything that Brittany says will be exactly how, you know, to make Santana feel better and vice versa. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Lots more yep. to go, but that's that for season one and two. Mm-hmm. Season love, one and two in the books. Love to see it, uh, to to get all of this great stuff already, and still so much more to go with uh, four more seasons of Santana to talk about, but uh, we can get into some songs if we're ready for some songs. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. All right. Uh, so you don't think Trotty Math comes up today? 
Uh, what are we doing? 11 of them? 10 songs? Yeah. 11, yeah. I don't think so. Okie dokie. Let's see. Um, all right, let's get right on into it. And let's, uh, let's get into song number 41 on the Santana Lopez countdown. Cause I don't wanna hear your voice I don't wanna see your face Answer her door Make no mistake She's mine So uh, we kick things off with song number 41, Make No Mistake, She's Mine, from season four with Santana and Sam. And I don't think that I expected this song to be at the bottom. I was racking my brains. I was like, what Santana songs do I like the least? Because so all when I think about Santana, all my brain gets flooded with are all the songs that I love. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one uh, that I don't really return to. Once again, it's as the, as is a common experience on this podcast i've grown to appreciate it through all of the rewatches and analysis and times that we've heard it just by repetition um so i do not have disdain for it like i used to not that i ever really did but it was i'd skip it you know even though if, if i download it but i'd skip it i just yeah. wouldn't really listen to this one mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that Nah, I'm fine with this <laughs> yeah i think i am as well i know that at some point in our uh uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago, somebody had tweeted us being like, no, I really enjoyed the song. And I apologize to that person if you're listening that I don't quite remember who uh, it was that said that. But um, so I know that this song definitely has some fans out there, um, but it did end up on the mm-hmm. bottom of uh, of both sides of things here. The audience scores and the overall rankings that we didn't you know, give it too much of a boost because I agree with you. Um, I don't really return to it. I think they both sound really nice on it. Uh, it's just it just happens to be one of her, I guess, as far as we all voted uh, her number one least her number one uh, it's one of her less pronounced performances yes and especially as we're going to see every song on this list uh is a standout uh you know all of the santana songs do a lot of uh, a lot of damage on the overall chart so you know i i will take a look um but while we're listening to the next song, but I'm pretty sure that even her lowest song is like not even halfway down the overall countdown. So uh, that is number 41 to kick things off for the day. And uh, we can move on to song number 40. Kill your brother, forget that boy and find another one of your own kind. Stick to your own kind. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't like that. Let's just say that I missed Alden every day, but McKinley is where my heart is. 
A boy like that wants one thing only And when he's done, he'll leave you lonely He'll murder your love, he murdered mine Just wait and see, just wait, Maria Just wait and see Alright, uh, I turn to you, as I always do for uh, the West Side Story songs, is, uh, I don't know, just these uh, make sense to me being at the bottom, but I feel like <laughs> you don't always feel the same. Um, I mean, as a Santana performance, I get it. It's It it certainly does sort of... you. I kind of forget that this technically is a duet, you know what I mean, between Rachel and Santana. I always forget about it because it's interspersed with uh, Sebastian's giant horse teeth, but... I do appreciate um, the work that she does vocally on this song, and she does come back in with Rachel towards the end. Um, but yeah, it's, it can't. It's, it's, it kind of loses its because it's, it's not really the centerpiece of this scene. So I get it. It's, it's not really. It's it's a blinking you miss it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I did just check. So I just think, I just strongly encourage people to just listen to the to the um, the studio track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did just check, and as far as the combined list goes, uh, Santana doesn't really see anything. We, we currently have in the in the ballpark of like 600-something songs on there. Like the bottom 200, she's really nowhere to be seen with any song from this list. So, um, you know, not quite exactly the prediction I was making of like top half or whatever I was saying, but um, you get the point. They're all much mm-hmm. higher rated than a lot of other songs as an overall here. Um, so that is song number 40, A Boy Like That, I Have a Love, uh, from season three, episode five. And uh, we move on to um, actually. So let me just tell you this might as well here. Um, every song today is from either season three or season five. There's nothing else. Season three or five. Oh, so I was right about Trotty Mouth. Sorry well, to spoil well, that for you. but it, I, remains, it remains to be seen if I'm really, really right. But I'm at least right that we're not going to hear it today. Yeah. So sorry to spoil you on that. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the list. Lots of uh, three and five today. Everything else is uh, going to make it through. So if you're looking for a season one, uh, three, no, season one, two, four. Oh, no, four is there. Uh, four is at the bottom. Okay, that doesn't count. You know what I mean? Whatever. Okay, stop talking, Matt. Let's go on to song number 39. It's been a hot day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hot day's night. I should be sleeping like a log. So why on that should I moan? Because when I get you alone, you know I feel okay. When I'm All right, Hard Day's Night comes in at 39. You know, this, uh, a commentary about the song aside, because we butchered this song as much as we can. No, we didn't. Um, 
We've, okay, maybe I just did it in my head. Butchered the episodes um, as much as we we might have, but not the song. I, I this makes me feel hopeful. Like the, I guess the thing that you the thing that you talk about, like when watching Rachel and Santana sing "Be Okay," like that's kind of the thing that I feel here. Like because it's so fresh and so new to see the the two of them be so cordial and fun and having you know a great time together. Like Rachel got or Santana got her this job. Like it kind of makes me yearn for a season in which there is really no conflict between Santana and Rachel and the two of them are just supportive best friends and they have conflicts with other characters but they can always rely on each other like I kind of want that now I don't know maybe all of this talk of Rachel and Santana duets and Pezberry of it all is kind of finally starting to have an effect on me because I've never really been I guess I've always kind of been so much more attracted to the fact that Santana is so snarky but like I don't know something about this performance right now I'm just like Man, like, why couldn't they keep this up? Do you, you know? do you get like that's why that's a big reason and why I love Pumpin' Blood so much because they're all so happy. It's like the happiest you ever see these kids all together outside of winning a performance. Yeah, no, I I I, I, I totally get it. I, I I totally understand what you're talking about with Pumpin' Blood, I, and not, not to talk about Pumpin' Blood, but I just <laughs> you know I I just haven't felt it yet. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's 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 weird. I'm a very uh, you you know if it I'm, hits you I it just, hits you if it doesn't you it, have to right, wait for it right. to hit you right if it, if it's not it's it's got to hit me and if it doesn't hit me then I'm just not I'm not there but yeah. I guess today um I, yeah I'm well it. let's let's continue feeling it because let me tell you that we're not done with Santana and Rachel um with the next song or maybe for a little bit okay let's get to the next one um it's gonna be a bunch of duets then with Rachel let's see uh here is song number thirty eight. Number uh, 30, 38 here. I kissed a girl. Obviously, all the New Directions girls are uh, getting in on the action here. Um, but Rachel and Santana lead the way with this one. <laughs> I still just love the uh, reaction from all the guys as they walk in. And even um, Shelby is like, all right, let's sit down and watch this shit. <laughs> girl power, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, no, yeah, this is this is always a lot of fun. I especially love the scene before this where all of them just jump this guy and get rid of like I just love Mercedes iconic line of move your busted ass. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just want to say that to somebody. Um yeah, no, this is great. This is a really great performance and yeah, I don't know why I had the memory, the false memory of this being like more of like an ensemble number, but it, it really is another Rachel and um Santana duet. Mm -hmm. That happened so many times when I was like going through and um, putting a lot of their lists together, even, like making the surveys. I was like, this is listed as a duet. And then you have to like watch it. And I'm like, uh, or I would like have to watch it just to make sure that that was like correct. And like, oh my goodness, it is interesting. And then yeah, now since I then, guess it is, yeah. I guess we've seen the light. Um, so that is the number last I've seen 38. 
And uh, let's move on to number 37. Yes, we are sticking in the Rachel and Santana world. Found love in a hopeless place, yes, uh, in spot number 37 on the list. So, I mean, look, these numbers kind of sticking together, uh, I think it's fine for me because as much as I do enjoy all of them, I, again, I enjoy pretty much every song on this list uh, for Santana songs. So some of them have to be less memorable than what's going to be at the top Mm -hmm. tier, right? So that's just kind of where we are right now. I feel like, yeah, these are all the songs that we don't necessarily consider Santana songs, with the exception maybe of... uh... Uh, what was the first one they played? Make No Mistake? Yeah. <laughs> that one I can clearly, in my brain, I would say, yes, that's a Santana performance. These these past couple, I'm like, like if I'm thinking of We Found Love, I'm not thinking automatically. Santana, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, right. oh, this is the scene where um, they're in the pool and he's um, she's about to get proposed to and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I get this placement and I yeah. think it's perfectly fine yep yep um and let's keep going with one more rachel and santana song for now uh coming in at song number 36 wise man once said will it be okay will it no it won't <laughs> um i mean do i have to talk about this no you don't we we've covered this you know sufficiently in rachel's po- what do yeah. i feel like it's come up so many times lately it definitely came up obviously in rachel's podcast but i feel like this is the third time we're listening to it because we talked about it in Gleek of the week as well uh, like ah we... uh, yes 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 there's a there's also a, a special plug for our episode of 
uh, League of the Week. We did a collaboration with them. Check it out because it's mm-hmm. definitely out by now and has been out for quite some time. So yes. <laughs> So uh, we are all uh, be okayed out, even as a person who uh, enjoys this cover. Uh, there's not a whole lot else to uh, to really talk through it. You know, as far as Santana goes, uh, both of them sound great together. And uh, I am on record saying that I really enjoy this. Amon is on record saying it doesn't seem the most believable. So if you haven't missed us with that kind of commentary uh, before, there you have it. So mm-hmm. there it is at number 36, be okay. Um, and we can finally move away from uh, Santana and Rachel duets for uh, Santana singing a song with one of her other girlfriends. So I've also been on record about this one with the uh, the podcast we did about the NYC characters. And we talked about Danny just saying how this is um, one of my favorite performances from the show. Not because it's like iconic, memorable or anything, just because uh, two of my favorite female vocalists of all times, Naya Rivera and Demi Lovato, uh, coming together to sing. Like it doesn't, you know, it's not like this is uh, outside of the Glee world where they had a song together, they collaborated or anything. So here in the Glee world, we got to have Demi Lovato on the show. Of course, these characters were uh, connected for a half of a season there in season five. Um, and we get to hear them sing together at least one time with just them. Uh, so even if I'm not, you know, the biggest Beatles, fan on earth uh i definitely enjoy this for that purpose of getting them together here so uh it comes in at number 35 i don't take any issue with that because i understand you know the lack of this being one of the most memorable santana songs but i'm just putting my two cents in about how much i enjoy it i mean i mean we do we do talk some 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 stuff about the beatles but everybody loves here comes the sun you know it's one of their more popular i mean everything but the beatles is popular let's be real um, I, it makes me wonder, I always ask this question from time to time, if they are in the studio recording some of their, of their vocals together, because, um, I've noticed it before, but I don't think I said anything, but they seem to have such a similar timbre to their voice. Like there was a moment where I looked away from the screen and I wasn't sure if it was Demi or Naya singing. And I was like, holy shit. Like, so sometimes like there are, sometimes singers can really adopt the qualities of fellow vocalists whenever they're together. Um, I mean that's it's literally how you blend. It's a it's a talent that some people lack, which is why they're not really good at being a part of ensembles and they're more of soloists. But it really felt like there was like some cohesion here in their vocal styles, and that might just be because Naya and Demi are of a certain a certain age, and they both grew up being influenced by the same artists. And you know sometimes that sort of thing happens. But I think that that's why this is so appeasing to a lot of people is because it literally it sounds like their voices should be together. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, they're a great match. Um, and if uh, if Brittany wasn't going to be in the picture, if Santana couldn't be with uh, Brittany, the number one option on the board for me is uh, taking some time spent with Danny. So love uh, the time that the two of those characters get together. The short time, um, but love it nonetheless. And uh, great points about how great they sound together from you. So we move on uh, away from Danny. I think we're pretty much saying goodbye to Danny at this point. We've, you know. Probably got nothing. Bye, Danny. Bye, Danny. Um, Danny Lovato. So let's go back to Rachel and Santana. Why not? That's uh, where we seem most comfortable tonight. As you wondered, uh, when is this choreography coming into Funny Girl? Who knows? But it's fine, uh, because uh, every breath you take comes in here at number 34. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed with this one being this low, just a little bit. I mean, once again, I get it. There are really strong, iconic, memorable songs that are just kind of hard to, you know, unearth from the top because just, you know, iconicism. But this, to me, is so strong. It's such a... First of all, the song choice is great for the situation. The, the vocal delivery is really great. I think it's an unexpected song that you probably wouldn't expect to hear on Glee. And I, I, it's it's such a treat that I feel like it deserves a bit more of a boost, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm also on record about being uh, higher on Brave than this one, and uh, we haven't gotten Me Brave too. yet. Me so, too. So, so I'm glad that Brave is higher, but still. Yeah, um, I do agree that they sound nice on it, and I think it fits their situation well, like you were saying. Um, but it does kind of make sense to me being down here as far as the ones that's like, you know, if I'm listing off 30 songs from Santana, I'm probably getting this one around spot 34, like after I got those 30 other songs. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense yeah. for me being in this area. Um, so that is song number 34, Every Breath You Take. And uh, we have no more Santana and Rachel for the day. We have three more songs for today. They are actually all from season three um, and no Rachel involved. So let's get into song number 33.
Constant Craving comes in at number 33. Uh, duet with Shelby with a little bit of curtain there at some point or another, but not anything we heard right now. So Constant Craving, I know you like this one. Oh, I'm such a champion for this song. I just think it's such a, a fantastic performance from Naya and from Santana as a character. I think the lyrics are just, oh, the lyrics are so great. You just... Uh, I love song lyrics that when it, when they just really are good at just capturing the human experience. And I think this song was a song that I sort of, as a kid, didn't really, it went over my head. But then when I actually was listening to what they were saying, I was like, oh, shit. Like, yes, I know that feeling. I get it. <laughs> so I have this flaw within myself where if I don't know the words to a song, I'm not paying the most attention to the words. So tell me, what what is the song, what, what, what is it here that she's singing that we're connecting with so much? It, I like look I, I I I get it too that like I used to be like I still am that way with a lot of songs like where I'm not like the lyrics are going over my head but, yeah like, they generally um, do for me so like even through the darkest phase be it thick or thin always someone marches brave here beneath my skin and constant craving has always been maybe a great magnet pulls all souls toward truth or maybe it's life itself that feeds wisdom to its youth so for me what the song is trying to say is like even as like things like your life is going to get really, really messy and very, very isolating at times. And you're going to want to sort of uh, say fuck the world or whatever. But there's always this constant human condition of wanting to be around another person. And you're never really ever going to be able to get rid of that because as humans, we are social creatures. So even in like your most depressed state, even in your most lonely state, you're always going to have that innate need for human connection because it's a constant craving you cannot get rid of it Mm -hmm. um and that's sort of like the lyric about um maybe it's life itself that feeds wisdom to its youth it's like that's not something that has to be taught to children like children get that from jump and then as we age we sort of lose that because the world tries to knock that out of us but no like you're always going to need people always so i guess it's kind of the same reason why i love people so much like and not not people, but the song people <laughs> in season five. It's kind of like along the same lines, but this one has like a more edgier tone to it. I just, I love it so much. And I think it's just so appropriate for Santana's like inner awakening of like what she is trying to find for herself. I'm glad I asked. Genuinely. <laughs> I'm gen- like genuinely glad I asked because I, I, I have always thought, oh, they sound so nice on this, but I've never like analyzed it enough and... You know, even uh, how many times have we probably heard it by now? It's, you know, there's still always more to uh, to get out of these songs, because especially with something like music, like this kind of um, media that like we consume, like like we're saying, both of us just said, like, if we don't want to focus on it, we can very easily just hear it, absorb it and be like, OK, cool. The next. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So and then, yeah, yeah there's always it's, more. It, I mean, that's why I'm so glad that we did this podcast, because I I didn't feel that way. And so we watched it that many, many months ago. And I was like, oh, wow. Right. And then it, it just stuck with me for such a long time. A hundred percent. That was song number 33. Uh, two more songs left for the day. Let's get to song number 32. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. That's good you are. <laughs> yeah, but you kind of love it. Life again. And I want you to know, babe. 
So I've definitely played this song in the car um, because it's really nice to hear the song without all of the uh, the scenes going on top of it. But, you know, that's Glee. You get a couple of those along the way. Um, but, yeah, Love You Like a Love Song. It's one that it's like I never w- would have expected it to be like, oh, that's so nice that that happened. It's kind of like a passing prom song. Um, but I don't know. I used to listen to this one uh, more often than I do now uh so i do kind of enjoy it um but absolutely no issues with it being at number 32 because again in the same category of like doesn't stand out as the most memorable but still good to me yeah i think that the 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 songs that are sang at all the dances are always such treats like you get this you get dancing queen in season th- uh, um well in season two you get dancing queen um and in season four you get really good shit like uh uh no scrubs and uh locked out of heaven like there's always like a good bop or two um that you can find in mm-hmm. the in the dance yeah. dance performances i like this um santana lopez meets selena gomez it's very very uh it just feels right it feels like of course santana will be singing this 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 shit you know yeah. what i mean yep, yep, yep. so <laughs> yeah i like it 100 percent uh wow i keep saying 100 percent 100 percent yeah um at song number 32, we get uh, some Selena Gomez, Love You Like a Love Song. Uh, I think uh, maybe one day we'll do a whole podcast about prom songs. Let's see. You know, we're going to eventually we're going to need ideas. So we'll keep that one in the back of our mind. Uh, but for now, let's get to the last song of the day. Song number 31. Uh, 11 songs done here today after this one. So let's hear song number 31. Season three. Let's do it. Don't know why I'm surviving Can't have you from Saturday Night Gleaver. Um, what do you think of the, What do you think of this one? We don't really talk about this one a whole lot. Yeah, um, I like it. Not particularly memorable. You know, it's kind of gets lost in the disco fever of it all. Um, but it is a really sweet performance. And this is right before she swears to Mr. Shu that she's going to be famous. She doesn't know how she's going to do it, but she will be famous. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a really sweet number. And I love, of course, when it's dedicated to Britney, it just makes it really special. But um, I, you know, I'm, I think that it's great that it made it this high. Like, I wouldn't have been shocked if it was a little lower, but I think this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would agree for sure. Uh, pretty much, I think, if I'm looking at this right, I think every song that we got to today 
pretty much matches up the audience in, you know, give or take a couple of spots. But uh, for the most part, most of these, like I think nine out of 10 or 10 out of 11 of these songs uh, bounce right across the page uh, to the audience's scores being lined up, uh, except for one song. There's one song the audience had down here uh, that we're not going to get to for a bit. And I will talk about it when the time comes. But there's a little bit of a teaser that the audience had a song ranked pretty low that will get much higher thanks to our boost. Um, but I'll let you sit on that one while we uh, prepare for the parts three, uh, two, two, three and four. Okay, two, three, or four. Nice, nice there. Nice little anonymity. All right, well, this was fun. This was great. This is We're off to a great start. I think that we have probably been the most agreeable about all of these song choices so far. I think it's because when it comes to Santana, we know what we like. I think that everybody kind of knows and has a mutual understanding of what is the best of the best of Santana. So no surprise that these song rankings so far have been very amenable. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Do we have to do the usual spiel? I feel like these be- these these people know where we're at. No, Just follow well, us. Yeah, we usually save it for like what part four, like the last one or something like that, or maybe like part two. Who knows? But you guys know where to find us. Um, as we get to the end of this, maybe we should just mention a couple of things here. Um, please do continue to rate and review us uh, on iTunes because, funny enough, even after like two hundred plus episodes of this uh, podcast, people are now still just finding us for the first time. And I figured that that was always going to be the case. Uh, you know. People may have not started watching Glee until lately, or whatever the case may be, and then they search for a Glee podcast. They find that we have already done the entire show and we're still doing stuff. So people are still finding us, and your reviews are a great help, as well as any PayPal donations if you want to send anything our way, if you're continuing to enjoy uh, all of this coverage. I meant to say that in the uh, Rachel podcast at the end of that one, but it's fine. Did not get there. Um, so uh, paypal.me slash choir room podcast, I believe, is the link. It's definitely in the description um, if you want to help us out out with any of the financial aspects of running a podcast for 200 plus episodes. Um, but yeah, follow us on social media, uh, rate, review, tell your friends and uh, keep riding with us because we got three more parts of the Santana podcast uh, and then a bunch of other song rankings. And then uh, that wraps up the main course before we find more things to continue talking about. So thank you all for sticking with us. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you guys so much. Um, and until next time, we will be ya. Later. Later.